It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is March 6th, 2018. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today, as always, is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV, State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary, and as always, it's great to be with you. Now, for people that don't know about Bill, uh, Bill is up in, uh, in, the, in the bad weather right now, um, and that started how many days ago? About a week ago, didn't it? Yes. Uh, we, we're going full circle with this through this week also, Gary. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Bill also looks up some good news articles, and Bill, you have an article about uh, a new partnership that will increase uh, mental health access for veteran suicides. Could tell us a little bit more about that. Yes, we do, Gary, and as you know, uh, uh, we here at the American Heroes Network uh, look towards uh, mental health and uh, suicide prevention uh, uh, on a uh, day-to-day basis. Uh, as you're aware, uh, just as a reminder, the VA uh, dedicates the month of September to uh, suicide prevention awareness. But this is a, a an interesting uh, coalition that the uh, uh, Secretary of Veterans Affairs has uh, initiated, and it, it's uh, it's between the, the Veterans Affairs and the and the Cohen uh, Veterans uh, N- uh, Network Incorporated um, to uh, provide increased access to mental health resources. Uh, to uh, help prevent veteran suicides. Uh, this partnership between uh, the VA and the Cohen uh, Veterans Network will expand and promote collaboration to increase veterans' access to mental health resources. The Secretary recognizes that the goal to, pro- to improve veterans' health access to mental health services uh, to reduce veterans' uh, suicides is a necessity. Uh, he further believes that 14 out of 20 veterans who take their own lives per day are not engaging in VA care. We know that uh, we've got a tremendous amount of our veterans, Gary, who are not even enrolled in the VA health care system. That's right. So this partnership uh, will help those veterans and their families to receive care. So um, the, uh, this is uh, effective immediately, and uh, our veterans around the country should be in contact with their local uh, VA clinics and the hospitals, the Veterans uh, uh, Administration VA medical centers. Uh, everything that we can do, Gary, to place emphasis on suicide prevention, uh, we have to do it, and uh, we hope that uh, folks in our listening audience will pay attention to this and where uh, the need exists to be in contact to get involved in uh, this new coalition. Right. And, you know, just to give you an example, um, the CBAC over in Daytona Beach, they could tell me where 30,000 of our vets are because those are the ones that signed up. But there's there's uh, seventy thousand veterans in Volusia County alone, and uh, that that leaves uh, a good, you know, four thousand, forty forty thousand. Yes. That, uh, you know, need direction. Well, absolutely, and Gary, as we've said uh, numerous times in the past, of the twenty one million veterans uh, across the country. 
only about 8.5 million of those 21 million are enrolled in the health care system. That is a tremendous uh, uh, divide between the total and those that are, are enrolled in the system. That's right. Hmm. Well, you also, Bill, you, know, you have a number on how many how many of those are vet, uh, female veterans. Well, there's a significant number uh, right offhand. Uh, I don't have the exact exact number, but you know, a few things that we know about that is that we know that uh, veterans, uh, women veterans, suicides uh, uh, amounts to six times higher than their non-serving veterans, uh, women veterans in the, in the community. So uh, that's an area that, especially with our women veterans, uh, we need to provide more help and assistance. Uh, you know, we just can't overstate the, the, the need there. And hopefully today with the program that we have, uh, we're going to get some ideas how uh, in one area, in Kentucky in particular, how they are addressing the concerns of women's and particular suicides in Kentucky. That's correct. correct. And Bill, you have the honor of introducing our guest. And Gary, indeed it is an honor to introduce Phyllis Abbott, who is the founder and president of Lady Veterans Connect Incorporated. This was formerly, the organization formerly was known as Shepherd's Hands, the uh, Lady Veterans Connect is a nonprofit organization providing hope, homes, and healing for Lady Veterans. Lady Veterans uh, Connect was founded in 2012 by Phyllis Abbott. Phyllis is a professor at Grand Canyon University, and I believe that's in Arizona, where she teaches classes in leadership and marketing. Phyllis presently serves on the Kentucky Department of Veterans Affairs Women's Advisory Board serving the need of women veterans. She is the chair of the Veterans Resources United of Central and Southeastern Kentucky, known by the acronym of VROC. In 2004, Phyllis was the co-founder of the Church Under the Bridge Ministry in downtown Lexington, providing church services and other programs and services for the homeless population. Phyllis is the recipient of the Commonwealth Ambassador Award and the Gold Star Award for Outstanding Patriotism. Phyllis was appointed by Congressman Barr to serve on the Commission for House Resolution 3642, Military Save Act to Study Military Sexual Trauma. Phyllis Abbott, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, Phyllis. Well, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to share about our mission and what we're doing with our women veterans to raise awareness of their needs and how we can better serve them. That's right. That's great. Now, Phyllis, why don't you tell us, go back to the beginning. How did, how was all this come about? Uh, what made up your mind to, to focus on women veterans? When I incorporated Shepherd's Hands, it was with the idea of serving veterans. But I didn't want to reinvent the wheel, so I spent uh, well over a year doing research, interviews, et cetera, to find out where is there the most need. And what I found is, we have an increasing number of women veterans, women serving in the military. I think we're almost at 15% now. And when they're coming out of the military, there is almost nothing available to them in form of resources and transitional housing and programs to help them transition back into the private sector. So that made my decision. All right. All right. Now, as far as, you know, when you, I've run across uh, quite a few uh, female veterans and they all have that same, they really don't want to talk about, uh, you know, their service time. Uh, what, what have you found that helps that, that works, that brings it out? 
you are correct. Women veterans tend to have to self-identify because they don't wear their caps and jackets that, that identifies most male veterans. Um, and a lot of them uh, have the attitude that I served in the military, but I did not serve on the front line, so I'm not entitled to be recognized as a veteran. And that is absolutely not true. Whatever job you did in the military uh, made the job on the front line possible. So one of the things that we do is try to encourage our women veterans to advocacy, advocacy and advocating on their behalf to come out and identify themselves as veterans so that we can honor them, get them connected to resources. Because as Bill said, women veterans tend not to register with the VA for services because they do not recognize that they're entitled to those benefits. So we're trying to change that. All right. Bill? Well, Phyllis, uh, uh, you know, one of the things that I I think is uh, interesting to know uh, to our listening audience as what are some of the contributing factors that uh, sort of creates uh, this homeless situation among our women veterans? Many times I believe from my experience and the women I have worked with thus far is uh, at least 41% of them have received some type of sexual trauma while they're in the military. But previous to that, when... They go into the military straight out of high school, same as a lot of our male veterans do. So when they transition to the military, then um, they're told where to live, what to eat, what they're going to do, and they have a very structured environment. And when they come out of the military, then they haven't planned a budget. They don't know how to, you know, about how to get a um, rent a piece of property, how to make their payments, uh, what job their job skills are transferable to the private sector, and it's if they have experienced any type of sexual trauma, they tend not to talk about it when they come out of the military, and it builds up this frustration and anger, much like PTSD does, and they can't sustain a relationship with their family members, and then they're out doing what is known as couch surfing, uh, which is not recognized as being homeless in according to the government regulations now. Uh, but they're staying with a family member, a friend, or getting into a relationship with someone uh, that's usually an abusive relationship, and they will go from one relationship to the other because they can't sustain their relationships. Then, uh, particularly when they get into their mid to late 50s or early 60s, they're no longer as attractive to the male counterpart, so they're finding themselves out on being homeless. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue on with this. And you're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. And we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live 
Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Phyllis, who is uh, with the Lady Veterans Connect. And Phyllis, how, do, how does it uh, go as far as encouraging the women? And to acknowledge that they have served. What do you do? How do you help them that, in that way? Uh, we have been focusing on holding what we call meet, greet, and connect events throughout the state of Kentucky. Uh, where we have a venue, we bring in guest speakers to talk about resources and issues that are applicable to women veterans. So we bring them into an environment where they're coming in for dinner and relaxation, and then we can have other resources available to them to encourage them uh, to uh, recognize that they are women veterans, to register with the VA. We usually have a VA representative there as well as a women's coordinator from the uh, Kentucky Department of Veterans Affairs, and we will also have other resources available to them. And with that, we are gradually building a network where we can uh, come together. Like this Friday night, we're having a dinner for our women veterans here locally, and providing them with a movie afterwards. So this is some of the things that we're doing to build that bonding relationship, and then they feel comfortable in saying, I served and I want to be recognized. All right. That's great. That's great. Now, uh, Bill? Well, uh, before the break, uh, Phyllis, you uh, were talking about uh, uh, some of the ways that... uh, women uh, become homeless and uh, and uh, you mentioned about the couch surfing surfing uh, you know uh, there's something each year I think it uh, probably happens all around the country it's called a point in time survey uh, uh, attempting to uh, get a better handle on those numbers of who is uh, homeless. Uh, do you participate in that in uh, in uh, in your area where you are? I have in the past. I did not this year. Okay. But the problem with that I have found in the years that I've participated in it is it's usually done in February, which is a bad cold time in Kentucky, and it's done at 10 o'clock at night. And most of your people that are homeless are in wherever they're going to be spending the night. You're not going to find them out on the street. So you can't ever get an accurate account. And this is particularly true with women veterans if they're doing couch surfing, if they're sleeping in their car or wherever, because they're going to be out of sight completely. And according to Final Salute, who has a uh, transitional program in Alexandria, Virginia, that there are 55,000 homeless women veterans in the United States at the present time, including couch surfers. That is an unacceptable number. Uh, we need more organizations and more people coming together to partner with us to change that image and provide them with housing and the support services that they need. Well, you know, it, 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 we, we certainly agree on, on what you've said. I, I, I think that the point-in-time survey is is not a good way in really getting uh, good numbers, <laughs> much more the uh, best numbers. Uh, in the area where I am in Maryland, that survey is conducted, I think it's the third week in January again, um, and, and it's in the daytime. But even at that, uh, uh, the, uh, the the way that, as I recall, how that's done is that for every person that says that uh, they uh, are homeless or don't have a place to stay, they'd use a multiply of 15. So, uh, I, you know, I don't know how uh, accurate that can be. And I would imagine that uh, uh, where a lot of our serving 
uh, uh, veterans, both men and women now, coming from the remote and rural areas in the jurisdictions where they live, which makes it even more difficult to get a, a final focus on that or a good focus on that number. Do you find that to be the same situation where you are? That would be true because uh, most of our area is rural area outside of Lexington. Uh, we have smaller uh, community towns like Winchester, Richmond, uh, Frankfurt, and Georgetown. But beyond that, it's primarily in Kentucky, all rural area. Yes. Now, I would imagine that uh, some of these uh, women uh, who have served the country that you come in contact, contact with, they, they have children. How does that impact with your services of uh, providing shelter for them? At, at the present time, we only have a three-bedroom home in Lexington where we have for three women veterans to live in for trans, from a transitional program. We are renovating the trap school in Winchester, Kentucky, where uh, we will be able to have the mothers and their children there with them because we recognize that the children have to heal as well as the mothers, particularly if the mother has been serving overseas, uh, the child has been uh, being raised by someone else, and likely if it's a grandparent or something, they're recognizing as that grandparent or caregiver as being their mother and maybe calling that person mother. So that they have to reestablish that relationship. And in our phase two, we plan to have a, uh, facilities where they can be together as, so they can heal together. You know, Phyllis, an interesting statistic I noticed on your website is that since uh, uh, July 16, uh, 2016, not one night has gone by without a bed uh, not being used uh, with uh, the folks that you served there. Tell us about that. Yes, uh, we opened July the 1st. Uh, and I said we have, presently have opened a three-bedroom home where up to three women can live. Uh, each one have their own private bedroom, and then it's, a just, it's just a house that we totally renovated. Um, this gives them a sense of coming in at their home and in a safe environment, and we believe that healing takes place better in a home-style environment than it does in a shelter-type environment. So that's our focus here, and as a result, we've had someone living here all the time since we first opened, and we have others that we're trying to help outside of our house since we don't have enough room in the house for them while we're doing the renovations at TRAP. Now, tell us, uh, tell us, uh, uh, listening audience, a little bit about some of the uh, programs that you have uh, uh, for the uh, women that are participating in the program. I believe uh, financial planning, job skills training. Explain to our listening audience about that. Well, the first thing that we do when we have a lady that comes in the house is to get them connected to the VA to make sure they're registered with the VA, get their first appointments with their doctors there for any medications or treatments that they may have. Uh, like one of the ladies that came into our program, as an example, uh, she had MS. She, <coughs> excuse me, I've got allergies today. Uh, and she was in her mid early 60s. She had no clue that she was entitled to medical care from the VA for her MS and depression that she was going through. So we were able to get her connected for all those services, and then we worked with them with financial planning. And in her case, uh, she was not able to return to work, that we were able to get her, her uh, Social Security disability benefits. And when she completed the program, she was able to move into income-based housing and have a secure income and her medical care that she needs. And she's a very happy, contented person, and she comes and volunteers with us now. So we keep connected with the women that, when they live there that have lived here so that if they leave and they have a problem, hey, let's work on it immediately so we don't become homeless again. Because our focus is to keep them out there in society as uh, the women that they should be and the women that they are. And so they'll always have that support here. And we always invite them back for anything like the dinner we're having Friday night. We invite them to come back and participate so that they feel valued and feel part of our community. And then we also, as we discussed, uh, provided financial planning. Uh, one of the things we do is life skills because, uh, as we talked about, I talked about a little bit earlier, when they come out of the military, they have not been responsible for planning their meals 
shopping for their groceries necessarily. And we teach them how to do that and plan the meals and prepare the meals, how to start planning for their budget when they get a job and get on their own, uh, allocating so much for their rent, um, their telephone, and all the expenses that they're going to be facing when they have a job. So when they know how to budget that money, when they do get their job. Now, when they're in the program with us, if they get a job while they're living here, what we the program is set up, they will contribute 20% of their salary to their living expenses while they're here. And 10% will go into a savings account to begin that nest egg for them to start at when they get into their own place. So we're giving them, uh, that's kind of 30%. It's basically what you're going to be paying for rent when you leave in a facility anymore, housing anymore. So this helps them be prepared to know how to budget for that time. And then we also try to help them um, work with restoring relationships with their family members or friends because if you don't have that support from your family, then it's going to be difficult to sustain your relationship when you go out because you're going to revert back to the relationships that you were in. And, and Phyllis, this is a, a 12-month transitional housing program uh, for, the, the, uh, for the period of time that they're with you? Yes. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Now, we have one lady living here now. Uh, she will probably be here. She's already been here a year. Um, we'll be here longer because she has decided to return to college and finish her college degree. So that is to us a big plus to help her have a great future. So we're going to be here to support her through that. Now, where else does your funding come from? Our funding all comes from, so far has been small grants and fundraisers and just uh, one-on-one donations. Um, That is what we struggle with, uh, making sure we have the funding to get the school finished and open uh, because it's a major renovation project of converting it. The building was built in 85 and right now we have to have a new furnace in. It had one of the, probably the last coal-fired furnaces that was installed commercially anywhere that had to come out. So we have to have new heating and air put in. Uh, we have phase one in now, uh, but we still have about 18,000 square feet we have to heat and, heat and cool. Uh, we're going to be starting with new flooring in it uh, in the next two weeks and painting and starting getting those things all out of the way so we're ready to go. Uh, meantime, we've had a lot of furniture donated that we'll be able to we'll be able to furnish the rooms with. But right now, it's just getting that funding in place to complete the renovations we need to do to get it open. Because we'd really ideally like to get it open before the end of the year and winter returns, so we can get our women off the street and, and right. in a safe place. Now, additionally, once we have a car- target date of when the school is going to be open, we're going to have a packet available that we can take to Fort Knox and Fort Campbell to give women who are exiting the military. So if they come out and they don't have a job or a home to go to, they can come to TRAP and be transitioned, and we can be proactive in preventing homelessness as being reactive with it. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. 
Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're with our guest, Phyllis, and she's with the Lady Veterans Connect. And Phyllis, tell us about your, your, how you uh, developed the support groups. Uh, basically, uh, we promote through uh, social media and through uh, the VA and Kentucky Department of Veterans Affairs that we're sponsoring an event and the location of it and just invite the women to come out and say, if you're a, women, a woman veteran, please connect with us and come to the event. And then we'll provide a meal. And we have, as I said, speakers and some entertainment and resources there that we connect them to and definitely try to get them registered not only with the VA, but also with the Kentucky Department of Veterans Affairs because they also make resources available for our veterans. Um, so we want to make sure that they have every resource available to them, an opportunity to connect, and then we encourage them. Uh, we're trying to build a relationship. We do this approximately every 60 days and then invite them to encourage other women veterans to come with them. We did an event during the Week of Valor where we had uh, 80-some women veterans that participated, which we thought was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. How does the VA grab it, grasp in? They're very do. supportive of what we're doing. As a matter of fact, when we open the trap school, uh, they are going to be putting one of their telehealth centers in there so that the women veterans will be able to do their counseling via Skype and uh, other and provide other treatment they may need that they can do via, via Skype, which will save going to into the VA for treatment every time that they need to go in. Uh, so this is going to be a big boost for us as well as for the VA because it re- uh, releases some of the pressure off of them, their, their workload. So it's, it's going to be a good marriage for both of us. All right. And, we, and the women will benefit as a result. Now, Phyllis, is there a story you could share with us? Basically, what, when I have and go to speak someplace, one of the first questions I like to ask is, who is a veteran? And your response will be a man. And you'll say, what about a female veteran? And the answer nearly always, why should they ever be homeless? Why do they think, why do people tend to think that um, women veterans should not be homeless the same as their male counterpart? Uh, And it's just introducing that concept in there and creating that awareness, and you get some really crazy answers sometimes. Well, I, why can't they go back to their home? And why, you know, like to explain to them why um, Why do the male veterans can't, can they not go home and sustain a relationship? Because they have those issues from their experiences in the military that prevents them from doing so. But some of the fun things that we have done uh, at the trap school to kind of engage women veterans and our volunteers and bringing them together is we've had some great work projects over there. Home Depot and Lowe's have both come down to community projects. It, it creates awareness of what we're doing. So we've had fun together, and it helps us do uh, media, to get media attention out there for our veterans. And we've had uh, just different events. Uh, like a, we had a fall festival last year where we had bluegrass bands come in and sing and play. So we've done some fun things like that. So it's a fundraiser, but it's also a time to relax, enjoy each other, and get to know each other. All right. Now, we, we all understand that uh, you know, our volunteers are, are a group of um, uh, unbelievable uh, individuals that help out. Now, is there, uh, is there availability of helping out in, in a volunteer basis? Yes, uh, we have a special project coming up. Uh, we can put out on our website or our social, Facebook that we need extra volunteers, uh, and we can get, often have a group of volunteers. We just recently had an ROTC group came in and helped. And as we're getting ready to put the new flooring in uh, in the next uh, three to four weeks, 
we're going to be having to move all everything. It's in the building out, which is we have furniture in every room there into a storage. So we're going to need lots of volunteers to load that, to move it out and load it into containers and then help us move it back when the new floor gets in. Is there a phone number or, or email address that they can contact you? You can contact me at 859-806-4297 or the email is info at ladiesveteransconnect.org or via our website at ladyveteransconnect.org. Bill? Well, Phyllis, as you mentioned earlier, that uh, our women veterans uh, who've served this country just like our men veterans have, uh, but they don't always uh, afford to access some of the uh, the benefits uh, uh, that they that are available to them. For example, uh, women just like the, the men who return uh, suffer from the service connected disabilities, ailments, uh, illnesses. Uh, how are uh, is the situation working there with you? Are they getting to, say, the uh, Department of Veterans Affairs to make claims for service-connected disabilities? And uh, because uh, uh, in a lot of cases, in most cases, uh, that's a help and assistance to them in recovering to get back on their feet uh, because some of these conditions may be long-term. So what is the support like? that you're receiving there from the VA and from the Veterans Service organizations at large in the community? For us, it has been awesome. It, we had a difficult time the first couple of years of getting that support. Now we have 100% support, which has really made our job much easier of making sure they have uh, take advantage of all the resources available to them. Uh, if we have a service-connected issue, we have two service representatives uh, It's a part of our VREC organization that we can send them to to help them with their claims. Um, we have direct access into the VA to get their, help them get their appointments that they need and make sure that they're getting all the services that are available to them. So our VA may be an exception to some of the other VAs, but our VA has been awesome for supporting us. And in addition to that, and I'm sure you're aware this has been uh, an educator, many of these women's, uh, women rather, are uh, entitled to uh, educational uh, benefits as a result of serving at or and beyond uh, 9-11 to, uh, to be able to go back to school and improve their education. How has that been working? That, uh, as I said, we have one lady now that's in a program that is uh, going back and getting her, completing her education. And we promote that as much as we can and when we have a meet and greet connect event uh, to, to help them get those services. Also, we try to work with them if they have legal issues that need to be resolved, that we can help them get those legal issues resolved because there can be some things that can be expunged from their record and, and we want that done if possible. So we've worked well with the legal aid out of the Louisville office. It's been very helpful with us on that. Uh, because our goal is to help them work through all these difficulties that's built up for them over the years for the time they exit the military until they have received the help they need. Because what we have found, and I guess it was a surprise to me, when I started this, I anticipated that our clients that we'd be serving would be 25 to 35 years old. Our youngest one has been 47, and our oldest one has been 73. Well, interestingly enough, uh, uh, let's say, uh, let's call them uh, some graduates from your program. Are you able to get some of those who've been through your program to come back uh, as uh, good examples to help to encourage those that are coming in now uh, to um, to be committed to the program and hopefully uh, get the same, same type of uh, success? Because those that have been through and have had success certainly would be a, a, a good uh, role model for those that are coming through. Right. We have two of our ladies that's done an exceptional job at that. We've had one that's moved out of state, um, so we're not as much in connection with that with her. Uh, we're here. If she needs help. All she has to do is pick up the phone and call or text us, 
and we're available. Um, the other two we're still working uh, We have others that we're still working with that's out there. Uh, they're still kind of finding their way in one sense of the word. Uh, so they're, they're still transitioning their jobs and getting, their, getting established, but we still re- maintain that relationship with them. So if they want to go back to school or if they need more financial counseling or whatever their needs. I mean, one of the ladies we've, uh, we offer supply food to because she needs that extra help. And she's in one of those jobs where you can only work 30 hours per week. So sometimes she struggles to, you know, to uh, pay, have food at the end of the month as a lot of people do today. Uh, so we're, we're there for them however they need that help. Mm-hmm. Now about how many program, how many different programs do you have? Right now we have uh, life skills, storm relationships, uh, counseling, uh, job training, financial planning. Those are our basic ones. Now as we move into TRAP, we're going to have more opportunities because we're going to have, uh, we'll have 35 women living there and we're going to be able to do, uh, preparing uh, some for, to become chefs, caterers. Uh, we also have uh, had a beauty station donated, so if any of the ladies decide they would like to become a beautician, we have a local college there uh, where we can get them enrolled into those programs. Uh, so there will be several different programs that will be available to them um, that we can't have right here in Lexington in, in a residential housing. Uh, so those opportunities are, will be expanding as we move over there. And where do you find the biggest hang-up uh, with the female veterans? Why don't they want to get involved? Um, they do. Uh, some is because of their health issues, as I explained about the one lady um, with they had MS. Um, so physically, she's not necessarily able to all do that, but she's always there. If someone wanted to talk to her on the phone and ask her opinion, she'd be glad to share. Um, and then we have one that's more of a kind of a recluse, still doesn't um, really want to share. She just kind of wants to have her privacy and kind of just to have, doesn't want to really uh, mingle out in the public. So she does come to some of our events, which is good. And when she does, she's very engaged with others. So it's just, each one has a different, unique perspective. Uh, we will keep encouraging them to, Hey, go out there and, and as a friend of mine used to say, uh, bling and be seen so you can be recognized for the service. That is our goal. Let's encourage them to do that. That's right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network 
at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We have our guest, Phyllis, who is with Lady Veterans Connect. And Bill? So, Phyllis, in our introduction, we uh, one of the things that we noted that you are the chair of the Veterans Resources United of Central and Southeastern Kentucky, known as VRUG. Tell, uh, explain to our uh, listening audience what VRUG is all about. Okay. The Veterans Administration some time ago uh, made a decision that every uh, place where there is a Veterans Hospital located in the United States, that they wanted to have uh, some nonprofit organization take the lead of forming a coalition of veterans organizations and organizations that support veterans to bridge the gap between the veterans and resources and the VA uh, because they recognize that there is a gap there. And so we were commissioned to do that in in Kentucky with a local VA hospital. And through that, uh, this past year, uh, we started that a year ago, we were able in November of this year to have the first ever Week of Valor in Lexington where we had one or more events every day recognizing and honor our veterans. And we ended that with having the Veterans Day Parade for the first time in several years. Already we're working on this year to get it going again. And as a result of that, uh, our governor in Kentucky's focus is making Kentucky the friendliest state in the United States for veterans. And our local government here in Lexington have recognized that as well. So as a result, they have also formed a Veterans Commission to work with us in supporting our veterans and our community. But we actually serve through this 43 counties, most of which are rural areas, as I talked about earlier, where we will be reaching out into all 43 counties to build chapters to bring everyone together so we make sure that there's no veteran out there, male or female, or their families that has an issue that we can't resolve. And by coming together from our different organizations, we can identify who offers what. So if a veteran comes to us with an issue, we know who to send them to to get the help immediately. So that... um, so we just don't want to ever want this to happen. And then we also, as we said, like the Week of Valor, we're going to be providing some events where veterans can get together and be recognized and honored. Uh, so that's really our focus with that. It's, it's just changing the lives of our veterans and making sure that they have all resources available to them and know what they are. So it's been fun. It's been a challenge, and we love it. That That's a great idea because, as uh, we touched upon earlier about Many of our men and women who've served uh, recently, uh, uh, you know, returned to their communities, were, which are in the rural and the remote areas, and, and they, they, they experience a, a number of challenges as a result of that. Transportation being one in particular, with these services in a lot of cases non-existent, and if they are existent, they are, you know, far apart in having a commission to deal with the needs of that local area and to get the word out because, you know, uh, I get a chance to say this every week. In our veterans uh, uh, community, uh, I believe the greatest void is information, how to navigate the system, and I'm sure if you're not, you're certainly dealing with trying to get that uh, information out to those folks in those areas. I agree. That's unbelievable. We remember, Bill, as a matter of fact, we talked about that, and, and uh, it, it all boiled down to exactly that. Uh, it's the lack of information. Um, and that is all available to you. But you need right. a pathway to get. You need the pathway to get there. You need the help. Uh, so don't be afraid to to go to uh, uh, you know an organization such as uh, yours, um, uh, Phyllis, or or even uh, the uh, the um, top six as far as service organizations. If you need help with claims, do you do claim help also? Yes, we have two you people do. in our coalition that does that. Yes. Well, that's great. I didn't realize that. Yes, and mm-hmm. that's that's a big factor. You know, you wait yes. too long. You wait too long to get those benefits. Uh, uh, so get in there and sign up right away. Right. Right. 
And one of the things that we did in our Week of Valor, we did co-sponsored with Nice Source and Fayette County Detention Center a 5K run to start raising funds to build a Fisher House on the campus, at least here in Lexington. And I know from a personal experience, because I grew up in eastern Kentucky, and when my dad was in the VA hospital for six weeks, uh, we often saw people, families, sleeping in their cars because they had no place to go so they could be here near the hospital with their families because their home may be three hours away. And so with our V-Records, we're reaching out in these communities and we're going to be able to find those resources so when they come to town, while we're getting the money together for for the Fisher House, that we can find resources and support for them so that doesn't happen in the future either. That's right. That's right. Now, again, we only have a couple minutes left. And, Phyllis, it was a pleasure having you on our show today. And definitely we'd like to have you come back when you start. Uh, are you going to be doing some events later on this year? Yes. Okay. Let us know so we can help um, uh, promote them for you. And okay. uh, as you're growing, let us know on the new things that you add. So that way we can, we can bring that up. Are you going to have it on the show again? All right. I think you appreciate that. Okay. Yes, absolutely. All right. And um, uh, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing, Phyllis? I would just like to say thank you for this opportunity to share about what we're doing and the needs of our veterans. And also, if you're ever in the Lexington, Kentucky area, please get in touch with us. We'd love to take you on a tour for our facilities and share with you firsthand what we're doing. And if you want to learn more about us, or to support us with a donation, go to our website, LadyVeteransConnect.org. And thank you so very much. All right. And Bill? Well, Phyllis, thank you for taking uh, time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. And uh, your help and assistance to veterans is is just phenomenal. Uh, You've got a tremendous website here with a lot of information, and uh, we certainly hope that you will be con- uh, able to continue to get the word out and be a place there and a refuge for those uh, in the community that need your services. So thanks again for being with us. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. All right. Thank you. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7. And you can also hear all the archives right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. I'm your host, Gary Ray, signing off. And thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America and the Variety Channel. And we'll see you next week. Be safe out there. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thank you.